All right, everyone, welcome back to another fabulous interview here at AmFest 2023. I've got Pastor David Rose here Hello. with me. Now, we were just talking before we got started. You're originally from Kentucky. Yes. But you live in Phoenix now. Lake Havasu City. Okay, so Arizona. Arizona. Me. My yeah. bad, you guys. My bad. And so tell our viewers a little bit about you and about your um, about your church, what you're doing out yeah. here in Arizona. Absolutely. So we uh, are from Kentucky. We moved here in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic um, and planted a church. When a lot of people were closing churches, we planted a church. I was just going to say, when when the government was trying to tell churches they couldn't meet yeah. and couldn't have service, you were like, let's start another church. Yeah, well, we had never even heard of Lake Havasu. Okay. And the Holy Spirit just kind of led that. We came out, flew out, checked it out, and came, opened the church in our living room, moved from it. a living room to a hotel conference center, and now, we're, and of course, in our own building. Okay. Um, but it's been incredible to watch wow. God work in Lake Havasu, and uh, it's a cool community. The London Bridge is there. No. The London Bridge has fallen down. Yeah. That's, so wait. Yeah. So the wait. founder of, yeah, the founder of Lake Havasu. Yep. Okay. Bought the bridge from London and brought it over and built it in the middle of the desert. You got to Google this stuff. Oh. Yeah. The whole story. It's awesome. Oh my God. Okay, honey, Lord Benjamin, we are going to. We might have to drive through Lake Havasu on our way out of the state. It's um, incredible. On our way back to Texas. Okay, so this is very fascinating. So you so you planted a church. It, this is your lovely wife over yes. here. We got to meet your son, who is very sweet. So what is your what did how did you like get through that time period during the pandemic when the government's trying to say like no worship, you know you you know I don't care we're going to shut everybody down. Like how did you get through it? What kept you persistent for me number one i was thankful I mean, that other than god and we Jesus had and all that stuff. we had just transitioned out of a church and right before you know all that happened and so i'm like lord thank you for preventing me from having to deal with the chaos yeah and i just watched pastors begin to freak out not know what to do and i never thought the church would bow down mm. you know and and we've heard charlie kirk talk about that and, yeah. and i and i believe that you know i thought man the church is not going to bow pastors are not going to close their buildings you know they'll do whatever it takes to keep people safe but they're not going to say stop coming to church right. i mean you know there's healing in the church you know there's supposed to be power in the church so why would the church close people Correct. who are sick should be coming to the house of god not healed. running for, yeah. yes and so that showed me when people started bowing to that agenda i just thought the church has lost its power. Yes. We've lost focus of who we are, and we are bowing to an agenda of the enemy. And, and mind you, mm. God still used, God will always find a way to be used. That's true. And use people in the midst of tragedy. And so we watched people begin to have churches and parking lots. We know there was, you know, churches went online. So all those things were great. Yeah. You know, and, and I was very proud to see pastors find other ways to have church, but we still bowed down. Yes. Yes. And, and my thing as a pastor, if you're attending a church and your pastor's not talking about the wokeism in the church, yeah. they're not talking from behind the pulpit. I'm yeah. not talking about behind closed doors. Right. I'm talking about from the pulpit on Sunday morning. Yeah. If they're not addressing what is happening in our nation, you might want to find another church. This is one of the things that I found so fascinating. Now, 
I understand this idea of not wanting to talk about politics from the pulpit, right? Maybe not endorsing a specific candidate. I can see that. I can understand yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. But it, like, can we not call sin sin anymore? Correct. My job it, is to preach that, you know, against homosexuality and against abortion and against gender dysphoria. We need to be addressing those things from the pulpit. Yes. And you can do that and still keep it about Jesus. You know, sin is sin. The Bible hadn't changed. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And well, so pastors need to get courage again and preach the truth. Isn't there something in the Bible that says like, okay, I'm going to totally butcher this. You got okay, to gonna... help me out. Okay. So it basically says like the teachers and the pastors are going to be judged more harshly. Yeah, absolutely. You have a higher. We're going to be uh, held accountable. I will stand before the Lord and every decision I've made as a pastor every i'm going to be held accountable for every person that's ever said under my ministry wow and if i chose not to preach the truth their blood's on my hands that is see that do christians and pastors not read their bible anymore is that what i mean like this is the only thing i can I, think i of cannot how can, they get away with this can stuff. i answer this yeah a lot of christian homes have replaced their bible with a devotional and, I, and I, there's nothing wrong with a great devotion, but whenever you're replacing that with actually spending time in the entire, entirety of God's Word, when you're yeah. spending time in the Word, you're spending time with Jesus. Yes. He is the Word. It, you know, and I, I told my my church this on Sunday. I think it's pretty amazing. It's Christmas time. Yep. You know, just a few days and away. Then, yep. And what I think is incredible about the story of the birth of Jesus is Jesus is born in a manger. Yep. And we understand he's bored actually in a feeding trough. Right. Yes. That was, it was, it wasn't a, those pictures aren't a bassinet. No. Okay. But, the, the little but follow, imagery of follow the, where I'm going with this. Okay. He was born in a feeding trough okay. to become the bread of life. Oh, shit. So, to become the bread of life. Fascinating. And, and so, and the sacrificial lamb. So we can tie that in right? as well. Yep. So a lamb born, the sacrificial lamb, perfect without blemish born in a feeding trough to become the bread of life so so why are we Pastor not david so why are we not preaching the truth of the gospel here this this is what i'm saying so what is it like do you are you finding yourself even having to pray like for other pastors I am. to be bold right it's not just about lukewarm christians it's not just a church of cowards the name of uh, matt right. walsh's book right what how are you finding yourself interacting with other pastors? How are you encouraging them to I be I just try to, you know, try to encourage them, look, preach the Bible. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can keep it biblical, you know, I understand if you, you don't want to fully engage all the way in politics, me, I do, because God is a governmental God. I'm actually working on a sermon series right now called Governmental God that I'll be preaching on Sunday mornings. And right. we... And, and so I don't like it when I hear pastors say, well, God, you know, we, we need to keep the separation of church and state. Well, if that's the case, why did we have Levitical law? Why, you know, why do we see law all through the Bible? Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law. But fulfill it. But fulfill it. So that tells us God's a governmental God. So if God's a governmental God, that we need to be a governmental church. What does that mean to be a governmental church? It means that we need to be a voice in the political climate. Yeah. How can we dare say we can, we need revival. We hear this all the time from pastors. We need a move of God in America. Well, the only way it's gonna happen is if we start preaching truth. You know, it's one thing to say, 
oh, Jesus loves you. Yeah. Jesus loves you. Yeah. And if that's all we keep telling yeah, but people what else? and tickling people's ears, yeah. instead of saying, hey, welcome to church, yep. you need to hit the altars and repent. Yes, exactly. This is the, the idea that like we could come to the Lord, right? Yeah. And and maintain that it's about me, right? right? I I don't need a savior. I'm crushing it. I'm out here killing it in the world. You know what I mean? And oh, you know this. Uh, you know these are some good ideas. Jesus was a nice teacher, and you know these sound like nice things that maybe we should live by. But it's actually like no, no. Uh, you actually need to admit that you need a savior. Yeah. You need to admit that you're not killing it. And then in having the Lord come into, the Holy Spirit come into your life. Yeah, it's not a suggestion book. So I tell people, it's not a suggestion book. And if we would just submit, here's the thing. It's not that hard. It's not hard to be a Christian. You don't have to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. God isn't looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people who are willing to be obedient and just say, yes, Lord, here I am. Yeah. You know, and that's what Charlie talked about last night in yeah. Strong Church yeah. service is God is looking, at, especially in this hour, for people to say, God, here I am. And that's what we need in America. Um, I, I recently launched a podcast here yeah. at America Fest. Awesome. Called The David Rowe Show. And that's what the it's about is encouraging people as Christians, take a stand and say, God, here I am. Well, and that's, here's the thing. If God needed perfect people, wanted perfect people, uh, we wouldn't have King David. Right. We wouldn't have King Solomon. Yeah. Think about all the people in the Bible. I mean, even like our the disciples, Saul, Peter, they all screwed up, did dumb things, murdered people. Right. Uh, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. These were not perfect people. Yeah. But they were willing and they were obedient. That's it. And God used them powerfully and mightily. Yeah, absolutely. For the good. And you know, when we look through Scripture, everyone God chose to use, they weren't perfect. They didn't come from royalty. You know, Jesus. You know, I, I think it's it's powerful that Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Yep. A town of nobodies. Nobody. Shepherds yes. who, you know, shepherds were even allowed to come into temple worship because they were considered the the misfits and misfits, stinky, and not allowed to come to temple worship. No. And so, I, isn't it incredible that they are the first ones that the angel makes the announcement to? Fear not, for a savior is going to be born in the city of David. And so for all of the folks out there listening and watching who think that they are too broken, yeah. that they've screwed up too bad, you know, maybe they're maybe they're a member of the felony club like yours truly. Hey, I'm a, I'm a member of that club. Hey. So, Hallelujah. you know, I have a past. I'm not proud of it, but what God used it to to cultivate who I am now. And so and so for those folks out there who think like I've screwed up too bad, I'm too broken. What, what message would you share with them? I'm just letting you know, it's not too late. You know, don't allow your past to define who you are. That's what the enemy wants for you. The enemy wants you to hold on to who you are. That's not your identity. Yes. Your identity is in who God says you are. And if you would just trust him, he will do incredible things in your life. And when we look through the Bible, if God will do it, I, I had someone come against me before and said, well, because you're a member of the felony club, you don't deserve to be a pastor. I said, well, I'll tell you what, hold up right there. That what we need to do is let's take the, the Bible and let's begin to tear out scripture, especially the epistles that were written by the apostle Paul, because Paul 
was a felon. A but Paul would have been a felon today. Yeah, that's right. And what's sad today, most Christians in America would have not let Paul walk in the building. That's where we are. That, 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 that's the heart and the truth of where the church is in the nation. We've lost our heart for God's people. And that's all people. Yeah. And God is not looking for perfect people. And he's definitely done with religious people. Yeah. You know, the Pharisees of today. Oh, and so yes. if you have a past, yes. be encouraged to know that God still has a plan for you. He still loves you, that he sent his son to die for you. And you're not too far gone for Jesus. And you're exactly who he is looking for to elevate and promote. And in these last days, there is a remnant that we are gonna see rise up in the church and in government in the United States yeah. that are people like us who have a past that God has said, my hand is upon you and I'm gonna use you for my glory because when it's someone that has a past yeah. and that's dark and broken, you know, man, God had oh, to do that. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is all God. I love it. Oh my, okay, yeah. we're gonna end it there because I love that word that you just preached to our viewers. So Pastor David Rose, share with everyone. So the David Rose Show, where yes. can they find you? What are YouTube, your YouTube, it's websites? brand new, yeah, YouTube. And then on Instagram, at Pastor David Rose, uh, Twitter, at Pastor David Rose, and then um, Facebook, uh, David Rose. All right, so. fantastic. All right, God bless Thank you. you Thank you for having bless me. You God bless all of you watching. Bye guys.